Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life, Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps, with your peeps, I'm reading Katrina. Katrina. Amen. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I said amen at the end of that thing. If I'm a bird, you're a bird. <laughs> you said that to me in a text message last week, and I was just like, bless your soul, I love you so much. And like, if I were to say that to like anybody else... They probably would have no idea. It would like go right over their heads. Yeah. But yeah. I, I knew. I read the room and I was like, I know my Irene Reen. Yeah. She's going to love this. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a picker upper. I'm a, I'm you like sure a swiffer. Are. I'm you're a, s- I'm a pip, picker upper. Um, you're a quilted quicker picker. Picker upper. upper. I'm the, I'm the wet jet. You, okay. <laughs> okay. So oh there's that. Oh How are goodness. you? Are you good? You look fantastic, by the fabulous. way. Thank you. You're glowing. Thank you. My face hurts. I got a facial. Um, I got a a vampire facial. Tell one tell, of those. Tell me what a vampire facial is, Irene Irene. Okay, so it is a PRP facial, which means they extract the nectar of my being, my blood. <laughs> And they do a they, blood draw on you. Right. They <laughs> extract the nectar of my beauty. And then they stick it in a spinning machine called a centrifuge, mm-hmm. which many of you may know that a lot of doctors use that when doing extractions and it promotes healing. So they separate the RBCs and the WBCs, what BCs, what, what, what BCs. What? And what? Uh, then they put that back into your face. And they use little needles and they, they put, put those areas in, into your face. And it promotes collagen buildup, building up. And mm. I mean, I'm a little bit swollen. Like my cheeks are a little swollen and areas around my chin and stuff are swollen. And you get swollen for a little bit. The redness has all gone away. Um, but it really helps kind of, you know, inject mm. your beauty back with your from the nectar, from the source of it. I think that's how they describe it medically. Those are the medical terms. That's the terminology. That's the exact. They're, they're like, we, we extract yes. the nectar from, from your, your veins, veins yes, from, from your, soul. your soul, from the highways to your soul. We allow the enlightenment. <laughs> yes. So the, uh, I see, I see a dermatologist and she's got like a nurse practitioner who works there, who does these procedures. And, uh, she was trying to convince me to do this thing called micro micro needling with PRP. I've I heard two. of this. So it, is it where they do yeah, like yeah, little yeah. slits into your They're like, tissue and then mm-hmm. like force yeah, it so in? They do. They do. That's, that's like what uh, chewing tobacco is, you know, like chewing tobacco really? has like has it, needles like, yeah, in it? it. That's why your tissues corrugated, not needles, <laughs> but um, it's it like tears at your oral mucosa, which uh, allows for, okay, she's doing the tongue thing. <laughs> it tears at your oral mucosa it and it allows so for the sexy. entrance of tobacco products into your uh, epithelial and subsequent blood vessel layer. So that's what they're doing, but on yes. the skin for, for PRP yeah. though. Yeah. So they use, they use uh, your platelet rich plasma, which is what PRP stands for. Um, and they use it and kind of somehow inject it into your face while they're making these little micro, all, not ulcerations, but like lacerations, I guess. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I wasn't about that life yet. I feel like I'll do it. She's trying to convince me to do it like underneath my eyes where, you know, the signs of my stress is appearing because I, I don't sleep well and I'm like totally stressed out 99% of my life. Um, but I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, let's just do like the regular and by the regular, I mean yeah. above the regular facial. Let's. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's like, that's Could not like the imagine? regular facial. The rest of us. I feel like this would get. be like <laughs> a really bad Friends episode where like I would show up yeah. at ADHA <laughs> in like ten days from now, and you're f- just like yes, with road rash. Your face all is over like purple. Face. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to I'm I like read? a really bad. Why is tan? I reading a beekeeper right. outfit? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, was that a Sex in the City uh, reference when she wore the black veil over top of well, after she got PRP? That's literally okay. what I was yeah. thinking. I was like, yes, that, when did Samantha's she just do the thing that Carrie's yes, book launch? Yeah. Yep. I love you. Oh my gosh, that's so I we so are so it's like our ponytails it's are like, like connected our into each other together. It's so weird. Yeah. Yes. So that's that. So I did that, which is why I'm looking fabulous. But in like three days, it's gonna go away, and I'm gonna look like the old ratchet exhausted I mean that's not true at all um but maybe and they, she's like I'll do it again if you want to do it again you have to wait like four weeks four to six weeks I'm like can you do it in two like a couple of days before I go to ADHA and she's like no that's too soon I'm like it, there's nothing that's too soon but anyway so that's that so I'm going to ADHA you are too that's great that's I guess we'll probably so have one more excited. episode before then but <clears throat> but yeah um we I'm will. just like so so pumped I know. I feel like there's like a lot of concentrated conversation about ADHA right now. Like all of the booth people are getting yeah. so excited. All the sponsors are getting super I'm excited. I'm a booth person like, too. All the speakers. <clears throat> you're a booth person. A you're speaker. a speaker. You're like, you're I doing am. all the things. You're a If anyone's bee. listening to this and they want to know my secrets about social media, this is the place to do it. So I'm speaking on social media on Saturday the 25th. And I anticipate that it will be a good good turnout it's gonna be because I will definitely be sharing a lot of the how I do it that's like a question that I get all the time it's like how do you manage to do it so like if you want to know this is where you find out you register for this class I can't wait I I want to register for that class too mostly so I can sit in the front row and be that like weird mom that like is in the front row taking photos of her child except it's just us and I I'm being love weird. that journey for us. That's what I, I want to do. I'm going to be, I'm going to do Just it. Do it. it. So yeah, so that's that. So, so I excited. could get a flight into Louisville. I had to get a flight into oh. Cincinnati and then I'm driving for an hour and a half. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Cincinnati is lame. I'm sorry. <gasps> Except for all of the people listening to this that are from Cincinnati. We love you. A- including my boyfriend who's from Cleveland. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland. So. Sorry. Good night, Cleveland. <laughs> is is, is oh, Chippendale coming? Um, yes and no. So he's not coming to ADHA, but this is what's so weird. So I leave straight away from ADHA to Africa. So he and I are meeting in Washington, DC because that's, we're going to, I know I literally, all I'm going to do is be playing that Toto song over and over and over again. Anytime it rains in Toronto, I'm going to think of you in Africa and I'm going to say I bless the rains down in Africa where Katrina is right now that's cool so you're going there from one to the other bippity boppity boo Mm -hmm. I'm zippity doo dying straight away from ADHA to Africa Um, so Dale's meeting me in um, 
Washington, D.C., actually with my sister and her fiance. They're coming too. So we're all meeting like there and then taking our sedatives and then doing the doing some drugs and getting on together. Fabulous. I love that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's how we do. I'm a good influence on him. (laughs) That's great. That's just wonderful. Cool. It's so good. What else is happening Um, in your life, in your world? Well, actually, I'm preparing to leave the country. I leave the country tomorrow morning. I'm going to Jamaica. Um, I'm speaking in Jamaica Uh and DJing there. I love that you're DJing. I'm DJing. Yeah, DJ Flossie. She's coming out again, which I'm super excited about. So I actually was just texting with the meeting planner. She's like, how do you feel about DJing on the beach? And I I was like, very strongly about this. It turns out. I feel like that is an opportunity that I yes. will maximize. Thank you. So I'm super stoked about that. Um, cool. So yes, uh, we're DJing and then, yeah, I'll be presenting there. Um, and I normally don't do this because normally, like, let's pretend that I speak like Thursday evening. I will leave Thursday morning, get in like Thursday at like right. three and then be ready to present by five thirty, sure. and Which then present like and then craziness. stay overnight. And then Friday morning, like right. I'm out. Right. Which is insane. Um, but I figured with it being Jamaica, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go and like actually go. So I fly out, uh, and then I'll be there for like two and a half, like cool. full days, um, DJing and speaking and then just being able to enjoy. So I'm super excited nice. about it and I'm just really stoked to like see everybody. I wish Dale could come because it's coming? like, you know, I, I, sometimes I fly, he's not coming to Jamaica. So flights, by the way, my flight to Jamaica was $3,000. What? Yep. what? Why? Um, yeah, flights f- flights are super expensive right now because of the gasoline issues. Oh, because you're not so tango la it, gasolina, yeah. bada gasolina, no tango, gasolina. I see. So I was like, babe, I love you, but not that much. So you're gonna stay home. So thousand dollars, but it's gonna be great. that's craziness. It's like crazy, right? Yeah. Otherwise, I would have totally had him join. But um, so yeah, I'm super excited about it. In addition, we also have an episode. We We're not here to just chit chat about um, the chit chat. Because, okay. Well, I. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. So do you, do you want a song? Uh, this or time a I riddle? actually don't know who this person is. I'm sure I know who they are once we get there, but I would like, did you say a riddle? <laughs> are we doing riddles now? Like a is haiku. that a thing? I want a riddle now since it's an option. I've never had a riddle. Now you're regretting your life choices uh, for saying riddle. Um, okay, do a yeah. song, but for next time you need to prepare a riddle because now riddle I will riddle me riddle. this, Katrina. <laughs> Tell me about the riddle. Okay. All right, here we go. Oh, no. Are you ready? A guy with a guitar and a band. Yep. Sounds like country. The country. Okay. I know it's Lenny, but what else? Oh, it's not, it's Lenny. not Lenny. Who is it? Um, this is Gavin DeGraw. I don't have no idea where she's going with this. Maybe it's part of the chorus. I don't What show is this the opening song for? I don't have cable. <laughs> it's One Tree Hill. Do you remember no? One Tree Hill? What is One Tree Hill? <laughs> what is happening here? Oh my gosh. 
Sophia Bush and Chad Michael Murray. It was this like teen drama. It was like the when the whole like Dawson's Creek, One Tree Hill, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, so Everybody I, would do, watch I it did on Buffy WB. and I did Dawson's Creek, but I didn't do One Tree. Okay, One you Tree didn't do Hill. One Tree Hill. But uh, I uh, I know that we had a guest whose last name was a Hill. Her first name was Amanda Hill. So I'm so glad that you have caught up to my level of mind fuckery because that's basically I'm, I'm what trying, this was. Girl, I'm trying. Do you know how hard it is to get into the space of mind fuckery? I mean, I that feel you're like in? it's like a, it's, it's not really, that hard. You just have to like not, it's not care anymore. about the feelings no. of the other person on the other end when they don't get it right. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, Amanda Hill is amazing. Um, I've I've had the opportunity yes. to meet her a few times. Uh, she's kind of like every trade show that I've gone to on the, on the U S side, it's like, we've always ended up having a booth next to one another. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why that just kind of all, maybe she was following me. I don't know. I don't think so, but it was just like, it happened that we, we had a, so I'm curious if we have a booth next to one another at ADHJ or RDH under one roof, but she's, she's maybe I'm sure she'll be there. She's yeah, yeah, she's awesome. You guys are going to love this cool. episode. So we'll check it out. On the flip and side. Irene or I, on, on the flippity, the flippity flip. flip. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Two Third Door Podcast. Peeps, with your peeps, Irene and Katrina, and our amazing guest yes. waiting to be introduced from behind the curtain, the proverbial Dun-da-da. curtain, the one that Katrina mentions so often. Welcome to the podcast, Amanda Hill, R-D-H-O. Yes. Thank you. Oh, I hear the crowd cheering. Oh, Woo. man, this is exciting. Dogs barking. <laughs> the dogs are barking. The, the dog is even tweeting. barking. Yes, I'm <laughs> texting my daughter to say, come get the dog. Come get the dog. Come get the dog. Dogs we haven't we barking. all been there like in the middle of a webinar and like the dog starts barking and you're like, Yep. Trying to get closer to your <sighs> microphone to like try and cover it up. Yep. Did I, think, I ever I tell her, you? I think her ball has rolled under a table. So she's going to Did cry I ever tell you the funny, the funny story of like the proposal? I was on a call with the proposal, like to present a proposal to a company for social media. I and thought the this guy, was an engagement proposal that got no, wrong. That went wrong. I was like, I read. No. So I was on a call with like a CMO of a company to talk about my like proposal for social media and like you know how you can see people's backgrounds like their house and so there's a plant on a shelf uh like a stand sort of thing and there was a little white dog at the bottom it was pushing this like shelf with this plant on oh, it no and oh, like no. this guy was You're like watching this yeah and like it was the meeting was not going well it was with somebody that just like didn't understand social media at all and was like you know well our email marketing campaigns generate 45 dollars per what and i was just like you don't you're but then in the middle of it I was like listen like I don't I think I we should cut this meeting short because it looks like your dog is like gonna knock that plant over and like I'm afraid because the terracotta pot and like a very small (laughs) dog so the guy turns around and he sees his dog like nudging and he's like oh probably has to use the bathroom and I was like yeah probably and then literally the dog starts to take a shit while we're on our call it did not no 
that's how that call ended. Like literally, he's like, "Oh, he probably just needs to use the bathroom," and like turns back to well, camera. That call and then really went to shit, didn't it? it? Literally, went yeah. To- and then I'm like, <laughs> "There you go." And, and then I was like, "I think, I, I think he is." And like, just I think he like literally is using the restroom in your office. So then I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go now. Thank you so much for this lovely opportunity. It was a pleasure chatting with you. I hope to work with you in the future." And like left the Zoom call while the dog was taking a shit. Like that was how fast <laughs> like I left that poop. call. Mid poop, yeah. Anywho, oh, that, oh, that's the icebreaker for this call. Amanda, that's, that's hello. how we start our podcast, in case hello. you're wondering. <sighs> yeah, hey, I like it. It's a good start to the podcast. How is it yes. going? How is it going it in is, your world? It's been a little while since good. since I've seen you in real life. I can't even remember the last it's time. Was it so RDH long. under one roof? Like, it must I have been. I think it was, like, like... Did you even go? I didn't see you this year, right? Not this year, like last year. So it wasn't 2020. It was 2019. 2019. That's almost three years, Irene. Yes. It's been so long. When we had dinner at like 1130 at night. That was it. Yeah, that was it. It was it was the influencer. The influencer dinner. I walked in. I was like, I don't even know what I'm walking into or who's going to be here. And like everyone was there. I was like, oh, cool. Like I'm having dinner with like all of my peeps. And you were there. You were at that dinner. Yep, it was so good, it was I a think a lot a lot has happened since then yes. and now and yeah. I mean the interesting thing is like we know I know you we know of each other we know one another like as humans but I don't really know a whole ton about your like history like I know where you have been in the last five years but I want to like get to know like how far back can we go with Amanda Hill? Like, can we go back to like Ooh, elementary wow. school, like birth? Do you remember what it was like coming out of the womb? Like, let's do the thing where we like so go back to high school. Where did you, <laughs> where were you born? Where did you grow up? Katrina always likes to know if someone was like in the band in high school. Mm-hmm. So that's, let's go yeah, back. Let's my... take us, okay, take us go- back to the back. beginning. All right. I was actually born in Japan. What? I know you can't tell that by looking at me, but I was. Wow. So my father. Uh, was in the Air Force. So I'm a military brat kid. So I was born overseas in Japan and spent my growing up years moving every, you know, three years kind of all around. Um, And then ended up in doing high school up in just outside of Washington, D.C. And um, decided to apply for a job with my local dentist because I thought a job answering the phone sounded like, like the best job ever when you're 15. Like that's what you like to do is talk on the phone. Sure. Or, you know, that was before texting. Might as well get paid for it. Right. I might as well get paid for it. So I had an interview with Dr. Kramer and- um, Dr. Kramer? And he, like Dr. was Kramer. This, like Seinfeld yep. Kramer? Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. And so he, he was like, yeah, you're hired. You got the job. And so I came after school the next day, just, you know, in my school clothes. He hands me an apron and he's like, come on back. And I was like, I thought <laughs> I was answering the phone. And he's like, no, you're going to be a dental assistant. And he um, trained me on the job to be a pediatric dental assistant. Um, And so that's how I sort of somehow fell into dentistry. Like it wasn't on purpose. It just was like, oh. And then I watched what the hygienist did. And I was like, oh, that's an awesome sauce job. Like, I really like that job. Um, And so decided to then go to hygiene school. But I jumped ahead. So high school, I was not in the band. I did take piano lessons for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. I was sort of like one of those jack of all trade kids like you know I took ballet for a little while I took Mm. jazz for a little while I took you know I played the saxophone for a minute um but it was really only a minute just a hot Um, okay yeah and then but then I did a lot of theater and then I was on the golf team 
I knew you did theater. I, I like yes. I, you have that like dynamic of being a theater kid. I feel like yes, I was a theater geek. A thespian of sorts. A thespian. Yes. We used to go every summer to the International Thespian Society conference in Muncie, Indiana at Ball State University. Katrina's mind blowing right now. I was dancer of the year in 2003 for the International Thespian Society. (gasps) Oh, man. That's so good. Okay. So so you were a theater kid. I love that. You decided to go to hygiene school. Yes. So I decided to go to hygiene school, headed off to... In-state tuition, as my parents, you know, said I must stay in state because that's what, you know, they <laughs> Is that a thing? Is it more expensive if you go out of state? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like yes. how much? Like what are we talking Like quantify. It like, could be three times double, the price. Double, three times. Yeah. What? Yeah. There are some states that have reciprocity. So I grew right. up in Wisconsin, but Wisconsin and Minnesota have a reciprocity. So I got in-state tuition to go to Minnesota. But that, yeah, you have to be very careful about that. Three times? It so if yeah. you if you are going to NYU for dental hygiene, which is already like one of the most expensive schools in the country, and then you're from out of state, that's like you're looking at a hundred grand to become a hygienist. I, you some, know, I'd have to I'd have to look have at that, their stuff, yeah. but yeah, certainly could be. Damn. Yeah, there are some programs that already do have the the tuition is a hundred grand. Yeah, yeah, crazy hundred thousand. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. So I stayed in state. So I went to Old Dominion University and got my oh, bachelor's yes. in dental hygiene. ODU, ODU. The original, like the the place where it all began, right? The ODU eleven twelve. I mean, that's come right. On. We all know. What that. does that we mean? We don't. I'm a Canadian. Tell me, what does oh, that mean? That's an awesome explorer. It's like a. It's like a a, a long. Um, it's it's not a pigtail. No, it's, it's not a pigtail. It's kind of an no. extended. It has an extended shank. And shape, right? then extended, then it's got okay. a slight little curl on the end of it. It's the ODU. So it's not like it doesn't have a bend. Like there's no. It does. First oh, yeah, it has bend. multiple bends. It has multiple oh, okay. bends. Okay. It's like maybe like a Gracie. Oh, kind of yeah, long, okay. like it, yeah, maybe yep. long like that. Yeah. So they invented their own explorer. Amazing. Yeah, yep. that's what everybody yep. uses in the United States for sure. Right. Really, it's the best one. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. and if I don't know if you're familiar with Michelle Darby, but she was one of my instructors. No way. Hygiene school days. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Michelle Darby. Yep. Yeah. You had me at Michelle Darby. I know, right? Yeah. Super lucky. Who knew I'd wow. be so lucky? What was she like? What was she like? She was fabulous. So yeah. kind, really empowering. Um, and and really I, I I mean, she really helped you sort of figure out what, you know, what was in you that you didn't even know was in you. Really? If that makes sense. It That's sounds amazing. like it would be something that Michelle, Dar- Michelle Darby would do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know her. I've never met her. I just feel like if you authored a textbook with a variety of right. other people, I mean, then then that is probably your motto is like pull out from people what their potential could be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I think That's, that's what cool. she was really good at. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. So I so I graduated from ODU and. Then I uh, I met this this cute boy at church one Sunday, um, and he was in the Navy, and I decided to get married to him. And so then I went on this adventure where I moved around the world with him, and um, and subsequently had three kids and and got to do all that stuff. So that's kind of the that's the really so cool that you grew up in that like life of moving around so much, and that you loved it so much that you ended up doing it again. Some people would right say that, it. yeah, that's so funny. Interesting. So yeah. where are you now? So we are in Norfolk, Virginia, actually right next to Old Dominion University. We came back here uh, about, we've been back for about two years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so my youngest, who is a senior in high school, really wanted to graduate from high school here. So she went to elementary school here and really wanted to come back. So we're like, oh, okay. So my husband retired from the Navy and we moved back here. That's so cool. I've been to That's Norfolk. Nor- Norfolk. 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 In 2019. Uh, there's a conference called the Principles of Practice Management, which is kind of right on the water in a hotel, yeah. right on the water. Um, and we went like on a little boat cruise at night. It was really pretty. I, did, I went for a run and hung out and did the whole thing. It's a nice, well, come nice on back. Little, Let's do it again. Nice little city. I love it. Yeah. So, so how, Amanda, what was it like being a dental hygienist and traveling? From like state to state to state, what what so, um, as, what happened? As there? we know, some states it was easy. Mm-hmm. You know, Rhode Island, no problem. Thank you, Rhode Island. Like just Thank you, filled Rhode out Island. a tiny bit of paperwork, and there I could work. And we were only living there in Rhode Island for six months, and so it wasn't even a lot of paperwork, and it wasn't very expensive. Mm. California, mm. oh, blah, blah, blah. yeah. <laughs> you're, we were you there for school. There, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Wait, yeah, can you, can you tell years. the people that don't know why that is a nightmare versus why? And whenever you say Rhode Island, all I think of is a yeah. miss in, in, in miss. What's the t- what's congeniality? The congeniality with like, thank yes. you, Rhode Island. Um, why? It is, why? Ne- it is neither a road nor an island. Right? Yes, it's very confusing. Right. It does so, have a little island. It has a Quidnick Island. Oh, which is part I love of that. It. I love and we that. lived on a Quidnick. So, oh. you know. so, so tell, um, but so tell the viewers at home why it's like Rhode Island was so nice versus Cali. So California, we, we got there. I had been, I, I had only been a hygienist for two years and we moved. And so, you know, I was still pretty fresh with the boards and, and all that Thank kind of goodness. stuff. Well, I would have, this was, this was back in the nineties. So it's been a minute, but I would have had to reboard, which means finding a patient. So I've just moved to this new state where I know no one. I would have to travel two hours to San Francisco, bring a stranger, you know, all I'd have to start all over again. And I knew we'd only be there for two years. So it just wasn't worth it. So I never practiced in California because Mm. it was just too hard and too expensive. It was going to be thousands upon thousands of dollars. Really? Um, You know, it's it's still, so in California now, you don't need to take the, the patient boards, like the actual scaling part. But if you did not go to school in California, like I have my license there in order to get my license there. I had to take a local anesthesia course, even if you're licensed in another state, or even if you're, I don't know, like a faculty member and you travel nationally speaking on local anesthesia, doesn't matter. You have to take this local anesthesia course and it's the hands-on portion too. So you have to get re-injected because you're somebody's partner, right? So we mm-hmm. all remember that. And mm. it's soft tissue curatage as well. It's, I, I believe the last I checked, it's a $5,000 course, um, but See? you take the course what? and then you- but the dental hygienists in California are self-regulated. They have their own board. Nice. And I will say there's a lot of really neat stuff that's coming down. And so if all of those fees are going to empower dental hygienists, and they, although they it's make, annoying. They make quite a bit, I think, in in some of the people that I know that work in California as hygienists. Like some of them are at over 100K a year. Mm-hmm. Like it's a high yeah. salaried practice yeah. But still, that's that's quite a shame. And so question to you, Katrina, with holding a license in multiple states. So here in the province of Ontario, if you don't practice, I mean, and certain provinces in Canada have, like, each province has its own rules, just like you have different states. Certain provinces have this, like, rule that if you haven't practiced physically in that place for 365 days, 
then you're considered inactive. Um, mm. Does that, and then you like, yeah, is is that a thing in 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 the United States or in any state? Like, like no, I can't no. hold I can't hold a license in multiple provinces that have this rule. No, you decide um, if you want to get a like retired quote unquote license, or if you want that license to remain active. Um, at least in California, to my knowledge, uh, I've never actually practiced in California. I still have my license there, but I've never practiced there. Um, and as long as you continue to maintain and re-up it, you would have a, a still an active license. So I could be on vacation, you know, at the Catalina wine mixer and decide to stay and temp for a few days and see a couple of patients, you know, see a couple of patients and I, you know, and then zip back to, uh, Arizona. So, hmm. but I could also say I would like a retiree license. So I think it's like a provisional temporized license where you do minimal CE, but you don't have the liability. Because in California, too, mm. you've got, you have to have your own liability insurance and all those things. Right. So now, Amanda, do you still, what, what states do you still have an active license in? So I, I am down to just Virginia. I okay. only have a Virginia license now. Um, oh. But for a while, I did have a Rhode Island and I had a Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a temporary Maryland one. Um, so, and then, yeah. um, when we lived overseas in Germany, that one was interesting because you didn't need a dental hygiene license. Really? But, right. But what is that, wait, what does that mean? You don't need one. I you could just go there and be a dental hygienist and like, congratulations. <laughs> it's not, sharpening. it's not really a, it's not Quick, really like Chris, a, a license. Pack your bags are moving to Germany. Yeah. It's not, to my knowledge, it's Deutsch? not really Speckensy like Deutsch this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not really necessarily a really regulated um, career. Now, now there are amazing dental hygienists in the German hygienists that are, are doing their thing. But I do think that it's not really like a licensed, a licensed thing. But wow. the way it worked where we lived in our area, it was, it, it was uh, near Ramstein Air Force Base. So it was the largest amount of Americans outside of America. So there was lots of expat dentists that had set up a shop mm. there. And so mm. we Americans would go see him. So in order for them to file American insurance, you had to have a dental hygiene license somewhere in a U.S. state. It didn't oh. matter which state. So you could I practice see. with whatever license, which was interesting. Wow. It's sort of the same thing about working on a military base. Um, wow. You can you just need a current license. But at that point, you're on federal property. So you it doesn't matter what state. Crazy. So did you notice so cool. any... Um, when when you had people that came in with licensures from different states, did you see any like inconsistencies in the quality of care or I can't say that I did. No, I think that our teeth are our teeth. And whether it's in it's the boards, United States or in Germany or you know, I mean, yeah, I don't so the fact that we have these barriers, like, you know, if I drive 30 miles north and hit North Carolina, there's things I can't do all of a sudden. Like, oh right, my gosh, how did right. how do those brain cells fall out of my head right, the second right. I cross that state line? That's right. So, but what about in Germany in general, where you didn't have to necessarily be licensed as a hygienist? Did you see that a lot of people preferred to go to like the expat area where they did have licensed clinicians? Um, well, if you wanted to use your military insurance, you had to go to one of the expat dentists. So that's all, everybody that I knew, that's all they did. They either went on base, so they saw a military dentist mm. and hygienist, or they saw the expat dentist. So I didn't actually have any experience with like a legit German, you know, only mm, German gotcha. dentist. 
Because, mm. you know, there's, there's that kind of uh, reputation for, like, Europeans and their teeth and, oh, yes. you know. So I guess, is there any merit to that in the level of care that you saw when you were overseas? You know, what I will say is in the Ramstein area, when we were there, it could have changed. But there was no periodontist. There was no one to refer to. I'm like, what, wow. what do you mean? Like, I, I need to, I, we need to refer like this there's, but there was none. Hmm. Wow. No periodontist. So, yeah. No periodontist. Wow. So if you're a periodontist and you want to go be an expat in Germany, <laughs> go to there Germany, is, mean. there's a room for oh. a practice for you. I'm just saying. Wow. That's cool. Wow. So yeah. then when, yeah. when did you move back to Virginia beach after living in Germany? So then we moved from Germany and then we moved to DC. Okay. Um, and my husband worked at the Pentagon, and that was in really? 2017. Wait, don't yeah. fast forward that. That's oh, cool. Sorry. <laughs> what? My dad worked at the Pentagon, too. When I was in high school, I used to play at the Pentagon. That's what? like before 9-11 when you could like hang out. I used to go with my dad, and I'd be like the office assistant during the summer, during the day. So I'd be at the Pentagon just playing. No like, way. Just bring your daughter to work day. I'm just going yeah, to the Pentagon. Totally. Don't worry. That was all what? pre-9-11, so the world was different back then. Um, that is really and, uh, cool. Yeah. So yeah. you're that, what did, what did, what's the inside of the Pentagon look like? I envision um, it to be like kind of cold and very let's concrete. Do let's do this. Let's yeah. See this it. is let's, my mind. Let's do the thing. Go. So let's I envision when you go to the Pentagon, you drive yeah. your car in uh, to this like very gated, like there's multiple checkpoints. Like you got to go to the different checkpoints and show badges and like take fingerprints and like retina scans. Like they do the whole thing. And then they finally let you in and you go to this big parking lot and you've got like designated numbers. You go to the thing and then there's a guy at a gate, you go in, you like, you know, Amanda Hill here to like pay, play with my doll in, in, in my dad's office. And then you walk into like long corridors, like long concrete hallways. Am I right at all? So you don't drive your car into the Pentagon. There's no, big giant <laughs> there's no driving of a car into the Pentagon. I, I like how she just goes to the beginning of the story of where I'm wrong. Like, I'm no, just going to stop you here. We're just going to start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, can metro. Stroll. You can metro directly into the Pentagon, though, and then take a big old escalator up to, like, you know, the floor of the Pentagon. And then, An you know, there's escalator. a desk and you have to check in, you know, and, and there isn't really any retina scans going on. Oh. Um, but there is, you know, there are people that, you know, that with guns and, and badges and, you know, making sure you, you belong there, but you are accurate in the, it's just a bunch of hallways and it's just these, you know, there's windows on one side cause it's the Pentagon, 10 points know, like, for Gryffindor over but, here. Yeah. Nice but the rest job, is just hallways. And my father worked in the basement of the Pentagon. And oh. so there were no windows there. How many um, floors down is the Pentagon? Because it's just like from above, it looks it's, like a pretty yeah. small building. I don't know. That might, that might be I don't classified know. I don't know, but it's it's a lot. I mean, you have an entire metro that goes underneath there. So, so it's, like, it's a whole city. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And yeah. is, this, is the middle of the Pentagon actually cut out or is it one it big? It is open. It's like a courtyard in the middle. Huh. Look at that. And like there's a little, there's a little like, I don't know what restaurant's there now, but you know, like, you know, you can go get coffee or pastries you like get a or Starbucks whatever. and just hang out in the courtyard yeah. in the middle of the Pentagon. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's freaking amazing. I think you might yeah. be the only hygienist that's ever been into the Pentagon. I don't think that's the case, but you know, you don't think so. You think there are other oh. hygienists that have been in the Pentagon? Absolutely. I, yeah, I Do you know of this? Pentagon. Uh, well, like, I know of other military spouse hygienists whose husband have been at the Pentagon. So sure. I bet they went too. Huh? Wow, look at that. They, whether they had the pre-9-11 Pentagon experience, I don't know. Because right. I did, you know, just really get to just run around the Pentagon. 
That is so cool. It's like, I feel yeah. like it is a, it would be a big track. Like you just yeah. go in circles totally. kind of yeah. Pentagon, Pentagon shaped circles. Yep. Very yep. cool. Okay. So the last time I was there, we went on a tour of the Pentagon and they do have Osama bin Laden's gold plated, like automatic. I'm sure it's like, I don't know. There's a name for the gun. I don't even know, but it's a gold plated, you know, automatic rifle gun. Like in a I don't know wow. why my mind first went to gold plated dentures. Like I don't know. Yeah. Osama <laughs> bin Laden's gold plated. <laughs> and in my mind, it's like dentures bin Laden's gun. gun. <laughs> yes. Not yeah. dentures. Anyway. Super I now want gold-plated dentures. Like, I, I, I if can't. I'm going to get dentures, I don't want your, like, plain old acrylic, no, no, like, don't. setting teeth in. Like, there, there are two types of dentures I want. One, that Tooth Fairy Mackenzie from Instagram makes. And two, like, hand-painted. She does these, like, beautiful hand-painted oh. dentures. And two, Osama Bin Laden's gold-plated dentures. Go. Like, I think yeah. that's, I think that is, I would say that gold, that should be the name of the at. episode, but probably not, because that would be really bad. <laughs> We would not rank very high. No, you wouldn't rank very high. in our yeah, search yeah. if that was a gold. Yeah, gold but. is it, man? Gold is it for sure. Gold is it. So okay, so now okay, I've, so, I've yes, I know. Yeah, you you've done a lot professionally. Like now, yeah, so you yeah, are so then on we a variety. Okay, yeah, and then and then I somehow went to RDH under one roof that year with uh two with one of my hygiene school buddies. So that was 2018. That was my first mm-hmm. RDH under one roof. Um, and I was walking around the, you know, the exhibit hall and I stopped at this booth and started talking to this pretty blonde lady and, and it was the dental post booth. And I was like, oh, Hey, I got my job, my current, the clinical job I had at the moment. I got my job with dental post and we chit chatted for a minute, actually maybe five minutes. And then at the end she said, do you want to work for me? And I was like, sure, why not? Um, and so I left that 2018 RDH under one roof with a, a job. Like, so I still have my clinical job, but I was doing some work with them and, and then from there, I got to start going to all these dental meetings um, and meeting people like you guys and and getting cool opportunities that, you know, met Jackie Sanders. And she's like, hey, do you want to write? And I'm like, oh, sure. I don't know how to write, but why not? And, you know, met Andrew Johnston. And he said, hey, do you want to host a podcast? And I'm like, sure, why not? And it just became like saying yes when you didn't really know what you were doing. And it has opened amazing doors and opportunities for me to find a whole new part of myself that I didn't even know existed. Very I think that's cool. so amazing, Amanda. You, you've you really, um, for for our listeners, at viewers at home who are uh, listening right now, you've really uh, been on quite a journey. And you're, you're one of those uh, people that are, you're popping up everywhere. Like we are seeing you like just, you are constantly delivering webinars. You are constantly kicking out new articles. Um, you know, you are at every trade show, like you're just, you're everywhere. And I think it's just so amazing for, for people to hear this because it started in 2018 and it started with a sure. And then running probably back to Google and going like, how do I do this? You know, totally. how do I write an article? Right. Series like, you know, first you must have a title. Yeah. (laughs) Start with a, yeah. So, so I, I, I want to deep dive into that because we do get a lot of listeners on our podcast that, and we've, we've talked about this on our pod before, we get a lot of people that um, love clinical hygiene, but also feel like I want to do something more. And, you know, they see people that are out there developing products or writing articles, and there's a lot of excitement that's, that is generated with that. Um, so I want to, I want to kind of take a step back. You you're a clinical hygienist. You've been traveling the world. 
you show up at RD Town Run Roof, you get this job offer, and then slowly things start kind of accumulating. So early on, what were some of the challenges that you experienced that, and these are the things that you're, you don't see on social media, right? Right. What are some of the early onset challenges that you had to actually work through when you started getting these opportunities? I think the biggest challenge was getting out of my own way is, mm-hmm. is shutting up that voice in my head that said, you don't know how to do that. And going, mm-hmm. I don't know, let's figure it out. And, and I just kept just figuring out things as I went along. I mean, Google, oh my goodness. I mean, you're so right. Like Google was my friend, like, how do I do this? And, mm-hmm. and, and you just sort of figure it out. I think, I think letting go of that that hygienist perfectionist or that hygienist need to know all the things before you step forward. Mm-hmm. So certainly, you know, not understanding, you know, not understanding how something worked and really having to, to be, I guess, strong enough to ask people like, Hey, well, what does this mean? Or how do I do this? Or reaching out to others and using, using that community that I had started to build for help and support and mentorship and, and then the cool thing is, is now I, I get that opportunity to do that for other hygienists. I have calls with hygienists all the time where they're like, oh my gosh, would you, and, and it's like the coolest thing when I've talked to a hygienist, um, you know, who maybe wants to write. And then I see her article come out in yes. RDH magazine and I'm like, yay, like, I'm so freaking proud of you. Like, like you're, it's like, you're my child and I want to cry because I think it's such a cool <laughs> opportunity. That, I mean, um, I think that's amazing. And, and I want to, I want to dive into one piece yeah. that you said, and that is the hygiene mindset because hygienists, it's like, even though, so you, you'll go to a week, I'm just using this as an example. You go to a weekend course on how to use a laser and right. you've used it. Like you have to do X number of hours on a pig jaw or in Irene's case, a tomato or whatever she can find hot in dogs. Chicago. Hot, hot dogs, dogs man. Whatever, right? Hot dogs for the freaking win. Marshmallows hot and good. hot dogs, right? That's what yep. you do. But you, you know, you, you've used it. You know the settings, you know to put protective eyewear on yourself, to display the sign, put the protective eyewear on the patient. Like you've been through all these things and yet it's like, we, we clam up and it's like, oh my gosh, like I, I don't know, right? Um, so there is fear of just diving in to do mm-hmm. something sometimes. There is that perfectionist type A mindset of like, okay, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be well aligned. I'm going to know exactly what I need to do. And we are oftentimes isolated. We weren't in hygiene school. We were like a sorority in hygiene school. You know, I, you know, props to our, our dudes out there that helped give a little bit of testosterone to that sorority that hygiene <laughs> school was. But, you know, you're even used to being isolated. So we're not used to like going to your, and, and, and this is something that I had to work on even at, at, in our perio practice. If I can get that piece of calculus off, I will go next door to my colleague and say, I can't get that. Like, Hey, like, can you help? Not everybody no, does that though. But that's what I mean. That's that, there's, you think. there's no, it, there's no ego for me. It's like, listen, like you're going to come at it with a different angle, pressure, whatever you've got going on. And, and sometimes the doctor will come to me and say, I can't get this piece out. You know what I mean? Yep. But that collaborate, that collaboration, that done is better than good that, you know what? I don't know, but I, I'm just going to do it. Those are not typically things that we see in the profile of a hygienist. We just don't. It- and I think I had to mature into that. I mean, I think it, it took me a hot minute to to be, you know, all of, I think the stars aligned, everything worked out perfectly, that this opportunity came to me when I was in a place where I was confident enough with who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and that 
and that I didn't feel the need to necessarily prove myself to anybody. In fact, I just recently took a new job. I'm, I'm the clinical education manager for Young Innovations. And, and a good friend of mine told me something before I started the job. And it, it sticks in my brain. And, and he says, you don't have to prove anything. They brought you in. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to, we can remember that in clinical hygiene too. We can remember that in so many things. We are not there to prove anything. We are there because we earned our spot there. That's right. And so do, do what you can do. And nobody's perfect. Nobody knows all the things. Nobody, nobody like, you know, gets a task and goes, oh, I a hundred percent know all the things like, That's and, right. and no matter what it looks like on social media or what we think it's, it, it's not the truth. Hmm. Yeah. Instagram versus reality for the oh win. Gosh, I mean, let's, let's, let's not even, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday I had like a, a, a day, a day and a half in clinic and like to the world, it's like the coolest thing. Cause we, I did this like awesome feeling, but in the end I'm like sweating buckets and like <laughs> afraid mm-hmm. for my life and then getting shade. Cause like your color was off. It's like, listen, buddy, this was the first time I'd ever placed Vitrabond and Dical and like incremental layering and built a box and turned it into a class one and like polished the shit out of this thing. It's like you can take a step back and sit in the back seat mm-hmm. because I'm not ready for you to tear me down today. So right. I'm like, I feel hold that so passionately. Hold my wine. Yeah. Hold my wine and my poodle. Let's take the hoops <laughs> off. I'm my scrubs are soaked, so I'm not even worried about getting blood on them. It's all good. Let's go. Um, but I think yeah. we all have that feeling. Like we finish a patient, yeah. we all have that or end of the day and you're like, I suck. Like I am not good at this job. And the truth is you are good. You, you did your best by that patient. You did your best for that situation. You did that best for the amount of time you had, like you, you know, you did what you could. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I, I think the, the other issue that I struggle with in this like kind of hygiene mindset is to your point, <clears throat> when you are done with your clinical day, and you finish your clinical notes and you take your scrubs off and you go home, your day is done. Like there's, there isn't lingering stuff. You don't, you know, when you take a vacation day, somebody else is seeing those patients and sure, maybe like the patient comes back three months later and they're like, Oh, I missed you. And you're like, yeah, I missed you too. And really I didn't. I was like, no, you I know. didn't think about you once. But yeah, Sipping was- margaritas in Mexico. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, thank you. I was no, not really. thinking about you, but whatever. Um, yeah. but that that ender is so important because when you step into a space where you are Amanda where you know Irene where you are where, where I am you, you get into the space where it's like there is no end no to the end. work it's that all needs to be gray. done there is always an email that needs to get sent out there's always and even if you do like finish with the immediate deadlines on your plate then you're like the idle what's that idle hands or the devil's playground oh, that's yeah. when you're like i have an idea i'm going to write a new course and then you're exactly. like what am i doing you know I'm going to start. Uh, I usually business. write the new course when I have deadlines that I'm avoiding. That's like, right. Ooh, exactly. Hang on. I'm going to write a new idea. course on, instead like, of doing those deadlines. On the, on the right. plane to the event. Yes. Which, <laughs> yep. which is, I mean, I did that this weekend. And, yep. But Same it girl. is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it, is, it is challenging. Um, so let's answer this question. So this question came into my Instagram and I've been waiting um, I've been waiting to save it for an opportunity where there's three people that do kind of similar things in that sense. Someone said to me, um, can you guys hear the ball in the background? Lou playing with the ball? No. Okay, no. great. Lou, keep it down. Lou, Lou. you talking to you, sir. Uh, someone sent me a message on Instagram saying, Hey, Irene, um, insert pleasantries here. 
um, I'm interested in, in, in starting to speak, getting into speaking. And I mean, we all started in different ways. We all started years ago in a different climate, in a different life, um, with different expectations, with different outcomes, uh, with filled rooms with hundreds of people. I mean, I think the last time Katrina had seen, I've seen you speak was delivering the main stage at RDH under one roof with, I don't even know how many thousand people in the audience like that, that is different. So the glamor of what once was being a speaker, I mean, it's still, it's still there, but it's not quite to the same level that it was pre COVID and perhaps we'll get there one day. So I struggled with this. This question came in like a few weeks ago. It's still sitting in my unread section, although I read it um, because I don't know how to burst the bubble to this person of like, if this were me, would I want to start now? Is that what she, you, is that the question? Is that what she's asking? No, is so like, she wants to, she wants to get into speaking and ask is asking me for advice. Advice. Oh god. And I'm okay. and I'm yeah. at this place where it's like, you know, I've done the Run. entry level. <laughs> no. I've done the entry level. Right. Get and out it's while like, you can. <laughs> do I want to tell her that she needs to do it the way that I did it, which might not be the right way for her? Um, what what do you say to someone that? And I mean, be honest, like, what would you say to someone that wants to get into the speaking world now? How hard it is. Like, I had this conversation with Katrina and like, if anyone's listening from some of these trade shows, I'm sorry, I love you. Um, Like the bureaucracy around getting into big events. So I I lectured at the Yankee last week and I had scouts that came in from other places. Like, I haven't been able to deliver a lecture at Greater New York at Hinman, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Chicago Midwinter, believe it or not, on my own. So I used to work for Align, and then Align sent me to all of these places. So I've already spoken in them. But as soon as you stop working for a big company that comes in with money, and you're all by right. yourself, like Celine Dion yeah. on a stage with her golden microphone, yes, like, you need to go all over the place. Like You start yes. from the beginning. You need to get scouted. You need to invite the scouts. You need to do the thing. Um so it's yeah. just like a bunch of peeps wearing jackets, walking around like it's 1962, pretending like everything is the same with the same haircuts from back then too. Like, let's just be honest. So how do you like tell someone this? Accurate. I think we just did it. I think I just did. Like, I think I just told I think, you. The I think you know. <laughs> um, how do you I would ta- also say, how do you like, I mean, her wanting to get into speaking doesn't mean that she's even thinking she wants to speak. But that's what they see. That's like, right. This is what they see on social media. That's, like they like, see the big could, stages. Sure. I mean, but you, I would say start small and see if you even like it. Start at a yeah. component meeting. I mean, my first advice would be, all right, what do you want to speak about? Get it. Start writing. Yeah. That's And that's like, really good advice because you're absolutely right, Irene. I, I, yeah. People do see those big stages. And and I do think, I, I, I think about myself, like when I, um, actually, uh, fun announcement, I just uh, accepted Star of the North. Fact. Which is Yay! really exciting because this, this meeting it, when I was in They wear the blue jackets, school, right? Those are the blue jackets. I don't rightly know. But when <laughs> I was kidding. in hygiene school, I showed up to Star of the North as a hygiene student. And I remember saying to myself, like, one day I'm going to be on that stage. And next year I will, which is so amazing. But even when I was a hygiene student, like, I knew, like, you don't just, like, trip and find yourself on that stage. You know, yeah. you don't you don't just, like, write one program, deliver it twice for a local component, and then, boom, you're doing Star of the North. Like, there's a lot of work to that. And I do believe that there's a large population of people out there that don't necessarily want those like massive stages, but there are people that believe 
that, that not believe they do. They have a message. They have a passion. We have to start hearing, we have to start diversifying what that message is because for a long time, and I'm just saying this respectfully and kindly for a long time, the speaking world was very flooded with the same handful of speakers who hadn't touched a tooth in many decades. And what ended up happening from all of that, I read's given me a look like, oh, are you saying this now? But it's true. And 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 the the reason that Did I Did you say just say this, for a long time it has been? Did you say has been? It has been. Yes. Has been. Has been. Has been. Has been. This is my Canadian here. Um, and but what I mean to say by that is it it that has started to pivot and it started to change in this world of webinars, in this world of local components, really building a lot of pieces out, people doing self-sponsored programs, like all of those things like that, that at least we're starting to see that you have an ability to reach your immediate community, the, you know, your colleagues, you have an ability to, you know, connect and niche in the right way. And so I think to your point, Amanda, there, there are opportunities. You don't necessarily need to be on these massive stages. Um, but if you've got something in your heart, um, you know, who, who are we to, uh, I can't with you. Who are we to, I love you so much, but who are we to, to, you know, say no. I think the other thing that I would say that I would add to that is that it's a lot of work. And I, I know that people, you know, sometimes when people hear that, they're like, I'm a hard worker. Like I, I show up early for the morning huddle and I make sure that, you know, I, sometimes I'll write my notes through my lunch hour and sometimes I'll stay later at the end of the day. If the doctor wants me to stick around to do anesthesia, I'm a hard worker. And it's like, that, that's so great. What I mean by hard worker is like, sometimes you wake up in the morning and like you makes you want to throw up to even have to check your phone. Cause you're like, I don't even want to know. I can hear yeah. it vibrating. I know that Irene is texting me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I know I'm getting emails. I know I I'm going to get a call from Katrina saying, did you get my email yesterday at 8am? Why didn't you answer it? Per my email. I, I would, I think I would per my email say, yesterday at 8am. I would say about the speaking world that, um, that it's, it, you don't make a bajillion dollars. Like you're not, it's, it's not like, woo. And, and, and to write a program, like, I think you sit and you sit through a webinar, you sit through a thing and you're like, oh, look, they had a hundred cool slides. pictures. Nice. Those, yeah. those that slides, hundred slides took, took me forever. 80 hours yes. of work to yes. put together. Like, like it was yeah, not ever. like, I didn't like throw it together. Um, like it was, and, and when you're, when you're up there, you know, at least for me, I feel like, like for every one slide, I do so much research because yes. the last oh, yeah. thing I want is a slide that's not accurate. That's right. Right. That's or right. you don't have a story to it. Like there's got to right. be a, you're not just be like, and on this slide, you will see on the upper left side, the purple stuff is the. And vector. please don't read me no. your slides. Please don't read no. me your slides. Right. No, I know. It's like, Nobody it's, wants it's that. A, I know. The slide is the thought. The story is right. what comes behind it. And it's like, yeah. sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had this, but have you ever like been so impressed with your own brain? At one point, you're like, I read this once, and then you're on stage. Yeah, you didn't even and you remember. You didn't remember it at all. Yeah, nothing. Like I you know read what it this year. one time, like this last night, as I was putting this new slide in. Last night, I read this thing, and then you're like, I'm never going to remember this. And you wake up, you put your big girl pants on, you get on stage, mm-hmm. and then you're like, and then this time in the Germany of the study of the 400 yeah, people, yeah. like I, like, I impressed myself so. I did this like this whole I read this whole study on like 
um, how they did a, a research on early male pattern baldness in India, and they did the, like a three thousand person study to identify if early signs of male pattern baldness has to do with and diabetes. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I read this whole thing, and I was like, I'm never going to be able to remember all of this stuff. And then I'm on stage, I'm like, all of a sudden, it's like, and in India, this one study of three thousand people, the right? Yeah, and early gray. I just, I just and had I just, an article get published, and you know, you write articles like two months in advance, right? Yeah, sure. And so yeah. I like read my own article, and I was like, holy cow. I'm pretty good at this. Yes, yes. Don't you? Sometimes you forget that you've written the article and then it yeah, gets totally. published, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of cool." Like, oh, one of my one of my me. students cited one of my articles, and she handed oh. it in, in an assignment. And I don't know if she put two and two together or if she was. I don't think so because she would have said something like, "I also found your article." So she cited one of my articles in a paper that she sent to me, and I was just like, "Immediate A plus, like good for you, oh, girl. Like go yes. to get a+ it. Plus. Yeah. That's yeah. it." That's, That's all you need to do. do. Just tell me you follow me on Instagram and you get an A plus. Then you get an A plus. That's it. That's extra credit. Yeah. I so, like it. So okay. So let so that's that's kind of the behind the scenes of a little bit of of how we feel about I mean, I love what I do. I love that I get to do what I do, but would I do it the same? I don't know. I mean it's it's tough. Like I think if more people were were to share the struggles that we have like there are very few people that talk about mental health in dentistry or in our profession as dental hygienists or to take it further into our profession as dental speakers and educators like there is a whole lot of weight on your shoulders because you're carrying the message to the future of our profession like the three of us one day will be sipping a margarita in our 90s like just chilling yes. looking back at all of the lectures that we gave at the hundreds of people that sat in the audience and maybe took a fragment of something that we said and applied it to their practice. Like Katrina and I were chatting about, I was at Yankee last week delivering a lecture and like a bunch of young girls that were sitting in the audience that came out and said, oh, we've, we just graduated school. We follow your podcast. We follow you on Instagram. Like some one thing that we said might then change the way that they treat people in the future. And like, that's a lot of weight. Like that's a lot of weight. Yeah. If you think about it to carry on your shoulders, to get up with every morning and you, we do share like the beautiful stuff on social media. The look at my cute shoes standing on this stage, my fabulous outfit from Rent the Runway. Like, I mean, we do it, but we don't often share as much. I mean, Katrina, you you have been. Katrina's like, good I, at it. Katrina's good. Yeah, at Yeah, you have time. been. You you have <laughs> I been. I posted a photo of myself in my fox pajamas the other day. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this is bad, but it's the eating truth. cold, you know, it's eating cold pizza on the floor yeah. of your hotel room. It's like, so, yeah, it's so sexy. Yeah, more I, I people need post, to do that. I made a post last week on social media, and it was just a, just something that I had thought of in my brain was that changing my thought pattern from I have to to I get to. And anyway, I made the post on social media, and I got to tell you, I've never had like the engagement with this post where people were like, oh my gosh, like. So a lot of this is really how our mindset and how we look at things. So I have to do this or I get to do this. And so I, I, all of this to me is this amazing opportunity. Like, I feel like I tricked somebody. I mean, people pay me to talk like, what, how did I trick you? (laughs) You know, that's, Um, it's glorious. um, But Amanda, that that's, what's so amazing about you're absolutely right. Yes. It it is that mindset. And I think um, we, there was all a point in time when 
all of us wished for the problems that we had. And I even want to like say that to the hygienists, the dental professionals who are listening to this podcast. Like if you're driving into work right now where like whatever's going on and you're just like, oh, I got this patient and blah, blah, blah. There was a point in time when you were in hygiene school where you were practicing signing your first and last name with RDH after that because you were mm-hmm. so excited to become a hygienist. And then to the students who are listening and you're like, oh, I have my OSCE and I have blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And I, and I get it because we've all been there and I get it. But there was a point in time when you were waiting for that acceptance letter to get into hygiene school and you were begging for the problems that you have now. So to quote whoever that rapper is, Mo money, mo problems. Because that's really Biggie Smalls. <laughs> biggie, biggie, biggie Smalls. Mo money, mo biggie, problems. Biggie, biggie, can't you see? You see? No. So um, <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> I think that is actually mo money, mo problems uh, with mo Amanda money, mo Hill. Problems, but that's it's. But it's true. You know, that's it. You're every time that you do another thing, you level up, or you you know challenge yourself in another way. You are going to be met with new challenges, and you're right. It it is a mindset. I get to do this. Like I I get to write this article and be featured. I get to write this program and stand on this stage. I get to show up every day and treat patients who trust me. I get to talk to patients about their HIV, the p- fact that they might be uh, you know pregnant. You I get the opportunity to do those things. And, and it really does, um, it, it changes the way that you even look at the work that you're doing. Um, and I think that's just such a powerful, powerful mindset shift. So thank you for sharing that. It's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Well, Katrina, Amanda, tis time. I think time. Tis time. Do you know what time it is, Amanda? Uh, I do know what time it is. It is (gasps) I listen to the podcast. Do you think Yay! I don't listen to your podcast? I don't know. <laughs> we never know. We think that no, our expectation is that nobody listens. And then when we look at our downloads and we're like, wow, cool. Half a Isn't million people have listened to this podcast. I'm like, where are you people? Like, how come, how come I can't see you? Like, where, where is, so I'm, I find that that's really cool. Yes. So yes, thank I you. do listen to the podcast. Amazing. Absolutely. So Wonderful. it is tooth or dare time. Oh, she is correct. It is tis the time. Katrina and I will do a visually and virtually impaired version of rock, paper, scissors. And then uh, Amanda will decide who she goes up against. Uh, well, she'll go up against a loser, but she'll decide whether she accepts or dishes a tooth or a dare. Okay. So while whilst Katrina, you do you haven't done the quiz a lot recently. I'm disappointed in your quiz. Why would you say that? There you go. And also, you since you were outclicked by our friend at Voices of Dentistry. I, I, I'm very you, embarrassed to click now. You haven't done a click since you were outclicked by the clicker at Voices That's of Dentistry. True. So I need to bring that to your awareness because if I win, I may make you do both of those in, in the dare. But anyways, let's see. Let's. I'm going to use my left hand today just for like, just for, for, okay. for safety. Um, in the meantime, while we do this, the rest of you need to follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genus. And you can follow Amanda at Amanda Hill, Hill RDH. RDH. And follow her page as well, uh, AmandaHillRDH.com, for the latest and greatest of all of the things that she's doing on editorial boards, her RDH magazine, her Dentistry so IQ. Good. And, of course, she's all up in the OSAP infection control. Like, just go there. Go there, be there, live there, do that, be your best self. All right, here we go. Ready, friend? <laughs> okay. Let's do this. Oh, Lord. I rock, can't. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, paper, shoot. Scissors, shoot. I paper. I, 
scissored. This time I papered. This time I did not scissor. I papered. Which means that I lost. So, Amanda, it's up again. It's it's your choice. Would you like to accept or dish? Uh, I will accept a dare. (gasps) Oh, she knows. If she accepts a dare, it gets filmed and posted to socials, and then we share it all amongst the world and the variety of platforms that we all obtain and have. Okay, so my seventeen-year-old suggested a dare. Um, she which did. I thought was funny. We were chatting Shouts about it at to dinner. your seventeen-year-old, yeah. and she said that the dare should be me brushing the dog's teeth. She but suggested it what I think that. it should be. That's. But I'm gonna look at. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do some focus on canine oral health. We definitely. So do I'm that. looking at your yeah. Instagram, and I see that you've posted five reels. Um, I'm not really good at the reels. I gotta. I gotta. You know, I need to step up my Insta game. Here we go. Yeah. we're gonna do gonna- a reel. We're going to okay. do a reel and we're going to do a reel young, de- young dental, correct? Yes. Yep. Young. Yep. Um, which makes disclosing agent. Yes. I have some okay. on order. It's on two-tone? back order right now, but it should be on its way. Two-tone? Okay. Yep. Two-tone. So uh, can you get your hands on an Optrigate from Ivaclar? Absolutely. I have one right cool. behind me. Perfect. And you have a 17 year old. Yeah. A willing, a willing participant, one might say. If not willing, she will be willing. <laughs> so so the dare will be, do you have another person who can hold a camera? Sure. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to get your 17-year-old that's going to lay on the couch in your lap like a little person does when you brush their teeth. And yep. then you're going to stick in the Optrigate. And then you're going to put the disclosing agent on her teeth. Okay. And take a video of it. And I'm going to pick the song, I'm Too Sexy For My. Uh-huh. That's going to be go. the song. There we go. So okay. Can, so good. And you're gonna, she's going to thank you 100% oh. for that brushing. Will you do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Amazing. It. Well, everyone stay tuned for this lovely dare. Amanda's going to post it and we'll share it and we'll get all. Anyways, I love two-tone, by the way. You probably see it all over my it's Instagram because awesome. it's one of my favorite I, products. It's, I actually it's did awesome a, a comparison video, like the comparison of two-tone and a different product Oh, I missed uh, that. on the did right side and the left side of the mouth. Yeah, it did really well. It got like, how many views did it get? 12,000 views. It was pretty good. Um, but it's it was quite interesting. But anywho, so she's going to do that. And, uh, you know, check that out on Insta at 230.podcast to watch the stair go down. Until next time, peace out, peeps. Cheers. And we're back on the other side of the flippity flip. From where we were we once previously. Were, and now we're, we're on, on the other side. side of, and now we're currently we on this side. Were, and now we're maximizing the opportunity yes. to be on. We were using the other our, side our acoustic abilities to listen to the episode with That's Amanda right. Hill. To optimize that performance, that experience for all. <laughs> How are we serious humans? How are we responsible for know. things? How do people like trust us with I their lives? Know. Literally, people. Literally. Yes, literally, people are like, "Okay, you want to inject this anesthetic into my body? Yeah. That's sure. Yeah. Let's do it." You want to yeah. hear a fun fact? Know. So yes, everyone in my class has received their license to start practicing restorative, and I am the only one that has not received her license and is pending review. You would be. You would be, because that's just like Murphy's law. Like I have you, two you people like that were working on this. A rule between follower my between my max. office manager and my personal assistant. The two of them 
were working on getting my paperwork submitted, mailed, signed, whatever, letters from the school. I had to like ask for my marks to be sealed in a freaking envelope with the nectar of my being. Put your blood right? in a vial. Like send me your yep. DNA sample mm-hmm. to make sure the these marks thing. match yeah. your DNA. <laughs> and like people in our like school group chat are posting videos and photos of themselves like back in the saddle, like did my first filling. And I was like, where's my stuff? And then I get an email like yesterday. It's like, you're still under review. Oh no. I think they're doing that on purpose. Did you do something? I mean, I've done a lot, so I'm sure. Didn't you get yelled at for like taking photos in class one time? I was gonna vlog my entire way through school. You they should have. That would have been cool. I'm so sad they wouldn't let you. I had like I this that's, long call with like pants their thing. school people and like the directors of all of these departments and like they wouldn't let me. They like shut it down. And I was you like, know, you know what? I shouldn't have well, even asked it, for permission. I should have just done it. You should have just done it. They they were probably they were trying to protect their intellectual property, thinking that you were gonna like actually post you know, like how the procedure gets done and not just like everyone like else in the entire it, world you know? posting about their lives in school. Like everybody totally. else is doing it. And that's, that's free promotion right. for them. I feel to have like a social media influencer in the right. dental space. Well, anyways, the good, the good part of that is like now people are reaching out to me in my DMS who want to attend the program. Like one today who That's great. I was like, I've got five minutes. If you want to call me, like ask me some questions, she called me on Instagram. She's like, I have a, a interview next week. Like, I'm so excited. Like, what do I say? And I'm, you know, I told her, but, um, anyhow, so that's, I'm just that's like, awesome, I want to do a feeling on a real human. I know. Anyways. Well, I can fly up there and you can do something on me. I don't me. know if that's allowed. Like you actually need to need the filling. Oh, like I don't. All right, I'll start eating some gushers yeah, and just, like, don't uh, I'll brush catch for you like in four weeks. <laughs> the entire time you're in Africa. That's that's gonna be easy because I will be hiking in the middle of the jungle and I don't know what the toothbrush situation will be. I mean, how big is be. the toothbrush? Can't you fit in your in your in your backpack? Don't you have a backpack? I don't know. I have to I have to ask Dale. I just have to say, this past weekend we went shopping for Africa and I'm like who am I I'm at REI I had to buy like panties that are like appropriate for wearing in the jungle and like hiking and stuff mean? like they're they have specific like I don't know I don't even know I just asked like what kind of panties I should buy there? like what what is what we, <laughs> does it have like <laughs> mosquito mosquitoes, repellent yeah. built into it like what what does that mean and it probably it just like releases mosquito repellent from time yeah. off spray just right out of the panties. I have no idea, but I had to buy um, special panties from REI and I bought Birkenstocks. So basically I'm Wait, just well on my way. Dale wants to buy shoes in the jungle. Not in the jungle, but um, in Rwanda, where we'll be for part of the time, flip-flops are frowned upon culturally. Why are you going to wear flip-flops? So you wear running go. shoes. No? I mean, when I went to Africa, I didn't wear I flip-flops. Know. I wore running shoes because they get dirty. Your feet are going to get dirty. Your Birkenstocks, your feet are going to be black. Well, thank you so much for this advice. I feel like I'm learning so much from you. Anyways. All right, peeps. That was a wonderful episode. Thanks again to Amanda Hill. Thanks, Amanda. For hanging out with us. We'll probably see you at one of these conferences coming up soon. And um, we can't wait. Yeah. Have fun in Jamaica. Smell you later, friend. Thanks, girl. Love you. I'm stoked. Okay. Love you. Cheers. 
I mean, you, when you froze, you froze with your finger in your nose and it looked like you were just doing a really big dig. I wasn't frozen. You were frozen. Oh, no. Rock. Rock. Paper. paper scissors. scissors. Shoot. Shoot. I scissored you. I am beat red. I can't believe I said that. Remember when, remember when we needed more bloopers? Oh, wow. You said it so innocently. I scissored you. I meant it innocently. I'm crying. I can't even see the screen. I love you, but not that much.